Blog Talk Radio.
Good morning, good morning, good morning. Well, this is the first Sunday in December 2022. I mean, that is such a blessing because many did not uh, get an opportunity to see the first December uh, Sunday. Um, and it is the first December because there's only one December in every year. But this is the first, not only December in 2022, but the first Sunday. We've had our first Thursday, our first Friday, our first Saturday of December, and now we have the pleasure of having 2022. Well, today's subject is, is pretty um Interesting. I was really surprised uh, that God gave it to me. So, therefore, what I'm going to do is I'm going to see if there's any listeners on the line that want to pray about anything and for anybody. So, today's uh, program, Smile 3 Let's Talk, is going to start off with anything you want to pray about. And you can pray as long as you want or as short as you want or whatever. But I want to start this um, Christmas season, as they say, or holiday season, with prayers for others. And then once I get into the subject that God has given me, you will understand um, why God wants me to start get off this way. So today's prayer is not necessarily about this program unless that's what God is giving you. But this is your opportunity to pray for loved ones, foes, co-workers, um, organizations, um, whatever God is giving you. So the line is open um, for you who would like to pray. Uh, good morning, saints of God. This is Minister Margot, and I, I thank God for seeing this first Sunday in December uh, to think he has blessed us to get this far, and we've come this far by faith. So I ask you to pray with me and for me as I pray for my Aunt Catherine a woman of God who is dear to my heart and the hearts of so many. So, Lord, in Jesus' name, we lift Catherine Seabury up to you today, and we thank you for her, God. We thank you for blessing us to have her in our lives. We thank you, God, for watching over her and keeping her safe. We thank you, God, for at 92 years old, she is still so cognitively functional. She remembers phone numbers. She is just phenomenal. She has a great recall, and she is sound in body and mind. God, thank you for those spiritual blessings. Thank you, God, for all the things that you've done for her all these years, and we know, God, that you are with her. You will never leave her or forsake her. 
And I asked you, God, to send angels to minister to her this morning. Let her feel the love of God. Surround her this morning and lift her up. Oh, praise you, Jesus. Just thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, because I know you love her, because she's one of yours. And you said that you would leave the 99 to go after that one. So thank you, God, for going after this one. Thank you, God, for lifting her. Thank you, God, for making a way. Thank you, God, for taking her to the other side of this trial and this tribulation. Thank you for strengthening and encouraging her. Thank you, God, for keeping her. Because in a matter of weeks, Lord, the last, Sunday in January, she will be 93 years old. Hmm. And we thank and we praise you in advance, in advance for abundant life for Catherine today. And I know all those listening who have loved ones that are senior seniors, that you're praying for them, that you're lifting them up that you're hoping they are not being taken advantage of, that they are being shown the respect and the integrity they deserve. Thank you, God, for all these things. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, I pray and give you the thanks, Lord. Amen and amen. Amen. Anyone else would like to pray? Okay, well, I thank you for that prayer for our Aunt Catherine. Um, is, I just want to check, is um, the man of God, Carvon, are you on the phone? Yes. Um, do you have anything you want to pray about or talk about on today? Mm. I wouldn't mind. Yes, I could pray for them. Okay, go ahead, uh, sir. Lord God, I want to thank you for another day. Thanks for waking me up this morning. So it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have woke up this morning. Lord, I ask that you can watch over these homeless people. I keep feeling bad every time I see them. And there's ones that need money and there's ones that don't need money, but still I give them a quarter. As in, I hope they have a great day and get some more money. But I ask that you can watch over them, bless them with food that they need, and keep them safe, Lord God, because we all know that they have some bad minds. And I ask that you can watch over my family, um, keep us safe, and Lead us through the right path for today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. So do you have anything you want to talk about before I begin? Um, no, not right now. Okay. Uh, I'm going to let you know I, when God gave me this subject 
it's not a subject that he's given me before. Um, and it's truly, um, some people will say it's a seasonal subject, but I would say it's bigger than that. So this is the season where many people know people or themselves are being pressured, um, suicide, murder, because of jealousy, envy, covetousness, insecurity, past hurts, jokes, gossip, statements, prejudices, treatments, negligence, addictions, even ageism and racism and hatred and um, sicknesses and diseases, verbal abuse, homelessness, those that have a home but they're dealing with various abuses and neglects where they're at, and other evil strategies of the enemy of our soul. And so we're going to start off with just a few thoughts or questions. Have you been praying for people or anyone that's impacted by those flights or even more? Have you been a trash can for anyone that's even promoted or been a part of those evils? Have you just been ignoring the people impacted by those flights or ignoring the people that are promoting the various things that hurt people emotionally? We oftentimes say that people here or there are dealing with emotionalism. Well, the truth is that many people don't realize that love, lust, likes, hatreds cause us to deal with the various emotions of life. Many of us have heard people say, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. And I say to that, lie. Lie again and lie again because there are some words that can be spoken could hurt a person that could damage a person there are some rumors that can be spread that can impact a person on their job in the classroom in their relationships and so many times the things that have been said may be partial truth not true at all, or just something that's going on. Many of you have probably heard a lot of things being said about um, Kayan West, um, the previous President Trump, um, the previous President Obama and Lady uh, Michelle Obama. I remember when people were sharing things even about their sexuality and things of that. But sometimes we don't realize that some of the things that we're saying and spreading and listening to is something that someone has been struggling with all their lives. How many people know that there are some beautiful people out here? I mean, just in their looks and 
um, everything about them is beautiful. But when they look in the mirror, they don't see the beauty that God has blessed them with. How many of you know that there are people that are so insecure because they grew up and they were never told they were beautiful? They were never told that they were smart. They were never encouraged. Some people are beat up on a daily basis. And then we wonder why in America people are committing suicide. Did you know that one person commits suicide every 11 minutes? Did you know that suicide is one of the leading causes of death in America? Did you know that many people may not be successful in their attempt of suicide, but they've tried it? Mm -mm -mm. Did you know that the increase in the suicide rates are some things that we need to be praying for our people And when I say our people, I mean our people. Everybody is part of God's creation. Many times suicide is connected to an injury or even violence. Some people have dealt with child abuse, being bullied, sexually violated. Some people have been treated like the black sheep in their family and they couldn't take it anymore. Some people just need to receive a hug. It's amazing what a hug can do, an encouraging word. Oh, that's a beautiful blouse you have on. Oh, I love that shirt. Mm, I haven't seen shoes like that in a while. I've been looking for some of those. Where did you get those from? Oh, I heard that you just got hired at so-and-so. Congratulations. Mm. The suicide rates have increased in the United States 30%. My goodness. Just in 2020, there was close to 50,000 people that died. Because? Like I said, one person is committing suicide every 11 minutes. And the sad thing about it is that the ages, this leading cause of death in American people is with the ages of 10 years old to 64. My goodness. A 10-year-old, my God. A 64-year-old, my God. And you know, it is the second leading cause of death for 10 to 14-year-olds. 
not sicknesses of diseases of cancer or car accidents and things of that sort, but our 10 to 14-year-olds suicide, second leading cause. And for 25 to 34-year-olds, I know too many people in that age group. We need to be praying for them. We need to understand that although these statistics, they may vary because of race and ethnicity and other factors, they are highest in non-Hispanic Americans, Indians and Alaskans, my goodness. And then this group that I can relate to very well because many people don't understand the things that we've had to go through and endure and deal with. There's a higher average of suicide with the veteran population. Yes, the military veterans, those homeless people that you see out on the street, many of them are military veterans, and also with people that live in rural areas and in industrial areas, mining and construction areas, people that have problems with their identity, lesbianism or gay or bisexual, they have such a higher rate as compared to those that are heterosexuals. So do you know a veteran? that you should be praying for? Do you know someone that's having sexual identity problems, whether it's lesbianism or bisexuality, that we need to be praying about instead of gossiping about? Proverbs 26 and 20 says, Without wood, a fire goes out. Without gossip, a quarrel dies down. See, gossip flames the wars and the conflicts and the and, and promotes chaos and confusion instead of promoting peace, instead of promoting peace of mind. Because remember, we're talking about the mind. Emotions in a person's mind. Emotions in a person's heart who can't deal with people bringing up their past, whether it's their past sins, whether it was a, a financial dilemma, a sickness, a disease, an abortion, an addiction, whether it was sexual, drug, or even prescription, or the fact that they're shacking up or dealing with some type of divorce, or their income or, or, or financial bankruptcy or whatever or their unemployment status, or their balding, or their hair uh, loss, or their wigs, or weeds, or black marker usage. Even when we claim we are calling around asking people to pray for somebody, but we really want to gossip, we're being led of the devil. It is never good or right to gossip even when we hide it under what we call the auspices of prayer. 
Because as people of God, we're called to be peacemakers. We're called to strengthen one another, to overcome the various temptations and lives that one may go through. I remember working in a a homeless shelter, and I remember seeing people that I knew. And I encouraged them, and I fed them, and I did not make a difference when I saw them because I could see the shame that they were experiencing. Do you know that there are some people going through homelessness because of things that they've endured that was self-inflicted, but there's many that are going through it, and it wasn't anything that they could do. There's communities where steel mills have shut down. Mining um, industries have cut, uh, shut down. Various, even racing things, dog racing things have cut down. And people work there at those places all their lives. And so their unemployment was due to that. And you may say, well, they could have got a job somewhere else. Sometimes that's true and sometimes it's not. Sometimes their past record or the credit report or whatever the employer wants to use makes it where that person can't get another job. And so they go from seven, eight digits, five, six digits to hardly any digits. Some people have to choose, will I eat today or will I take my blood pressure medicine? Proverbs 11 and 13 says, a gossip betrays a confidence, but a trustworthy person keeps a secret. Proverbs 16 and 28 says, a perverse person stirs up conflict and a gossip separates close friends. Proverbs says 18 And 21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat the fruit, its fruit. Psalms 141 and 3 says, set a guard over your mouth, Lord. Well, it really says, set a guard over my mouth. See, it's personal. Somebody else, when they read that, they said, oh, so-and-so really does. They have a problem with that. God needs to put a guard over their mouth. Well, this scripture makes it personal. Set a guard over my mouth, Lord. Keep watch over the door of my lips. So let's do what the scripture says. Let's not change it. Let's not add to it or take it away, take anything away from it. Ephesians 4 and 29 says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for the building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. One more time, Ephesians 4 and 29. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Those who consider themselves religious yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves 
and their religion is worthless. That's James 1 and 26. But what I love about Ephesians 4 and 29, it talks about building someone up according to their needs. So that means we would need to know what the person's need is. We would need to know what's impacting them, not what we think is impacting them. Let's allow people to tell us what their need is instead of assuming what their need is. You may say, but why are we talking about gossip? We said the leading cause of suicide was bullying. We said the leading cause of suicide was those that are 10 and 14-year-olds and, and um, 10, to 20, 10 to 64. And we also said that some of those people were being bullied. Have you ever been bullied? Have you ever experienced um, any type of abuse? I have. That was why I don't know why my God knew it in advance that there were people who would dislike me because of my skin color. I was too light for the people of the African-American persuasion. I was too dark for the Caucasians. They knew that I would be in the military and that I would be in a group that would make the people that look like me, we had to share our toothpaste. We had to share our soap. But then the people that look like them, they got, individual things. They didn't have to share. Well, that was a type of bullying, and that was also a type of discrimination because they had heard or gossiped about people of my race or my uh, where I grew up being a certain way. So that stress, that strain that many of us experience in the war zone, during war caused some to commit suicide, even while we were in the war. I remember people who would commit suicide because of their secret, their secret sin or their secret assault or violence or whatever had been discussed. How many times have you heard people talking about something you confided in them about and you just wanted to say, shut up. Just shut up. Well, I'm going to tell you something that blessed me. I had someone that had um, tried to contact me and was saying to get in contact with them. And this is a young person. This isn't an older person who you would think would be wise and this or that. And when I finally got in touch with them, they said they didn't want to talk about it because it wasn't their business to share. You know the wisdom that God had given this young person? It blessed me so that a young person had enough wisdom, and it doesn't matter how they gained it, to know, hmm, it's not okay for me to talk about that person's business. That's their business. 
I'm not talking about when we share someone's secrets and it shed, it will actually shed light on what's going on with them that could prevent them from committing hurt, harm, or danger to themselves. But I'm talking about those secrets and those things that could cause a person to now deal with insecurity, to now deal with various things in their lives. It really blessed me that this young person in their 20s had enough sense to say, you know what, Auntie, that's okay. Uh, I don't want to talk to you about it. That's not my business to share. I didn't have to say to them, shut up. I didn't have to deter the conversation with them about prayer and things that we use or that we should use to encourage someone. They said, no, it wasn't their business to share. Now, I know people of age, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, that gossip and gossip and gossip, and they put it under the auspice of prayer. They put it under the auspice of, I'm just trying to share some news or I'm just trying to keep you updated. But this young person said to me, it's not my business to share. When Minister Carvan sees people at the homeless shelter, do you know he could recognize someone just like I did or even at the pantry? And he could go and tell it. I could see someone on the streets that I didn't know was a drug addict or a uh, a uh, woman of the street, a harlot, or a man of the street, or whatever, and I could share it. But why am I sharing it? Is that building them up? Or is that maximizing their weakness that they're already struggling with? Minister Carvon, what do you think about that, about the people you're seeing in the homeless shelter or at the pantry that you couldn't know, but instead of helping them, some people are spreading what they see. What do you see? What do you do if you see someone at the pantry that's in need? When I see someone at the pantry that is in need, I always look to help them first. Or when they come up to me, they get on me about just helping people automatically. But there are some people in line that might need extra, and I'll tell them, like, to come towards the end and I can see what I can do. But there are some people that are greedy, and the people that are actually there and need help, like, they might need diapers oil, that's not regular things that we give, but we still give them off people asking. And that's when I don't mind helping them, but some people are just greedy. And how do you handle those? How do I handle those? I basically tell them, like, um, there's not enough to go out to everyone. You'll have to wait your spot in line. What you get is what you get. If there's not any extra, I can't give you any extra. 
And I'm sorry, but I'm here to help, but I'm not here to overhelp. And there's a lot of people in line. And say if you were in that line and you saw a friend or a relative or uh, someone from the neighborhood, what would you do? Would you go and tell that you saw someone in need, or how would you handle that? Um, how I would handle that? I would pray. I would pray for them, and I would ask them, like, beside coming to the pantry, like, what is your, like your living condition? Like, do you actually have food at home? And for those people that do say that they don't have a lot of food at home, I don't mind when I'm done delivering food to them because I know there's a lot of people that actually need this food. Amen, amen. We have to remember that our tongue can be a treacherous tool or it could be a tool of blessing. The words that come from our mouth is so powerful, especially when it's prayer, especially when it's blessing. Sometimes in a joke or in a confession or in a what we're calling a, a, a blink of an eye, a person can betray our confidence in them that could actually bring us not a place of humility, not a place of blessings, not a place of trust, not a place of sympathy, of empathy, but it could actually be a place of hurt. Because the truth is, can God trust you? Can God trust you? To be a listening ear Can God trust you To be a person That gives advice And the person can be confident That you won't share That thing with someone else Can God trust you To be a self-disciplined Disciple of Jesus Christ Can God trust you Not to spread rumors Can God trust you not to do things out of sight. As a young person, I commend God, which he doesn't need my commending, for the lesson that he taught many of us and that I see Minister Carvon learning right now, working in the food pantry. And volunteering as a young 20-something-year-old man to be a part of the ministry on Sunday. He could be doing a lot of things, but he elected to be able to say things and to pray things on this first Sunday in December and other Sundays to encourage somebody, to pray for somebody to deliver groceries to somebody, to smile at somebody. Somebody just needs a smile from us today. Somebody just needs to know that when they see us, 
they see God, being hands of God. Mm. The blessing that they asked for from God. The peacemaker that they need from God. Because to have peace of mind is something that can be so underestimated. To have peace of mind is something that many take for granted. To have peace of mind is something that many of us think we're owed. But see, I love the fact that God's mercies are new every morning. And that I realize that peace of mind is priceless. There was a time in my life, I'll be transparent because I don't want to be talking about nobody else's business. I want to uh, stay in my own exposure. When I was in the war zone, that I didn't have peace of mind. When the scuds were landing, I didn't have peace of mind. When the vehicle in front of me overturned, I didn't have peace of mind. But do you know that at one point when we were in a, uh, what we call a sandstorm that was worse than a snowstorm, and the leader knew that I was from Chicago, I had no idea what was going on myself. And he asks, he says, can you lead us through this storm? And I was thinking to myself, me? I asked God to help me because the sand was blowing. We couldn't have our lights on because we could have ended up being detected by the enemy. And in that moment, God gave me peace of mind, uh, letting me know that he would lead me and that he would guide me even in the red zone, even in the snowstorm, because we still needed to get from one point to the next point. See, in this war zone, it wasn't always just highways. Sometimes that highway now became a place of sand. There were times as a young person when there was a mistaken identity thing, which many of you have heard about before, where someone thought I was somebody else and they were after that person. I didn't have peace of mind. There were times when I dealt with so much racism and so much inequalities and mistreatment just because of my skin color that I didn't understand it. This is stuff that I was dealing with in the neighborhood I was growing up in. This was stuff I was dealing with on my job. This is stuff I was dealing with in the classroom when I used to have to fight to go to school and to come home, that form of bullying. There are children killing themselves because they don't want to be bullied anymore. My God. There are wives and husbands that are killing themselves because they no longer want to be abused. Uh Uh-huh. Yes, we hear about the women getting beat, 
But do you know there's men that are getting beat down, not only verbally, but physically as well? My, my, my. There are children being beat by their parents, being beat by their relatives, that are being molested and raped by their relatives. There's so much going on that people will say, oh, that stuff just started. That's not true. Many of this stuff has been going on for years and years and years. So let's ask God. God, am I a deliverer of the gossip or am I a deliverer for the gossiper? Ah, my God. Am I a deliverer? a tool, a resource of the gossip that's hurting someone, or am I the deliverer of the gossip? Because you can be a delivery person in both those ways. Well, when this young man told me he was not going to share in the information, it let me know that he wanted to be a deliverer in a way that he would help somebody else. See, there's so many ways that we can be titled one thing, but it impacts people in different ways. Either way, you're a deliverer. But are you a deliverer of the evil or are you a deliverer of God for the person who was promoting the evil? Because tearing someone down, fighting someone just because you say they think they're cute, well, more than likely they don't think they're cute. It's you and your insecurity. Being that person that says, oh, they think they know everything. Is it that or is it your insecurity? My God. Are we being that garbage receptacle that allows people to pour things into us that is tearing somebody else down? Or do we have enough respect and honor for the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that says, how does this give God the glory and how does this true prayer warriors? Let's be people that are gentle and polite that know how to let someone know, no, we're not going to gossip. We're going to focus on the positive things in that person's life. We're going to focus on their strengths and their weaknesses. We're going to focus on the things that God said about them. We're going to focus on their purpose and their destiny that God has given them. And the next time someone wants to gossip and say all manner of evil about someone, I'm going to say this, and I don't know this for a fact, 
But I believe some of the fights and the murders and the suicides that are happening right now are due to lies that are told by the enemy. And even if they weren't lies, they were facts that were exposed about someone that caused someone to now want to kill that person or hurt that person or for them to hurt themselves. So let's find out, is there anything that we're doing that could promote something that is hurting someone. So if someone wants to gossip prayer, and don't let the prayer be gossip, here's an example. Father God, I am your daughter. I am willingly asking you to help me to truly live a life that accepts what you allow that declares, be it unto me according to your word, whatever you've destined and purposed for me to do, to say, to go, to pray, to live, to emulate in order to follow Christ in every area of my life. Order my steps. Put a guard on my lips and my tongue so that by faith I will know that I'm doing whatever you called me to do. God, I believe and I have faith in you. Help me in every area that I don't believe. Help me in every area that I need more faith, God, so that I can see the manifestation of the increase of your wisdom, of the increase of me declaring what your word says of the increase of me knowing that there is no imagination or evil agenda of the enemy that I want to submit to. But I want to submit to you, God. I want to submit to your word, for I know that your word shall not return unto you void. God, I want to submit and reside in that secret place of the Most High. God, I want everyone around me to be a part of that multiplication and addition that's talked about in Matthew 6 and 33. God, where you add, you add joy, you add peace. God, I thank you. I thank you. Thank you for eliminating every chatter, every distraction, everything that could be in my life that will cause a manifestation of things that would hurt people. God, I thank you for transforming me. I thank you for transforming my mind. I thank you for the strategies and the answers that you've given me that have eradicated and destroyed every lie and creation of deceit that would hurt someone else. Help me, God, to speak truth. And even if that truth would hurt someone, God, help speak it. God, help me to speak love, to speak joy, to speak peace. God, help me to be that person that would be that person that would pray for a person to be catapulted into your purpose for them, into your destiny, and that I'll lean not, and they will lean not to their own understanding, but in all their ways they will acknowledge you, God. Help us to protect one another. Help us to cover one another. Help us, God, that when your word wants to lift them up, we lift them up. When your word wants to expose a thing, we expose it. When your word wants to decode a thing, we allow it to be decoded. God, will do whatever you say we need to 
do. But, God, we thank you for distracting us and keeping us away from gossip, keeping us away from things that will hurt somebody else. God, keep us in a way that we'll never, ever, ever want to be distracted to do things to harm others, to deceive others, God. We want to do things that will not only give you the glory, God, but they'll give you the praise. And if by chance the enemy tries to creep in, God, that you'll expose him and let us know that that's not of you. So I want to leave you with these scriptures on today. Matthew 7 and 12. So in everything, do to others what you would have them to do to you. For the sums up of the law and the prophets. First Timothy 5 and 13. Besides, they get into a habit of being idle and going about from house to house. And not only to do uh, do they become idlers, but also busybodies who talk nonsense, saying things that ought not to be. Romans 1, 9, 1, 29 and 30. Being filled with all unrighteousness sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, bolsters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to their parents. Second Corinthians 12 and 20, for I am afraid that when I come, I may come and find you as I want you to be, and I, you, may not find me as you want to be. Mm. I fear that there may be discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, slander, gossip, arrogance, and disorder. Proverbs 18, 7 through 7. 18, verses 7 through 8. The mouths of fools are their undoing, and their lips are a snare to their very lives. The words of gossip are like a choice morsel. They go down to inmost parts. Proverbs 21 and 23. Whoever keeps his mouth, his tongue keeps him out of trouble. Titus 2 and 3. Older women similarly are to be reverent to their behavior, not malicious gossips, nor addicted to much wine, teaching what is right and good. Revelations 22, 10 through 15. And he said to me, do not fill up the words of the prophecy of this book, for the time of their fulfillment is near. Let the one who does wrong still do wrong, and the one who is filthy, vile and impure, still be filthy, and the one who is righteous, just, upright, still be righteous, and the one who is holy, still be holy. Behold, I, Jesus, am coming quickly. And my reward is with me to give to each one according to the merit of his deeds, earthly works, and faithfulness. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end, the eternal one. Blessed, happy, prosperous to be admired are those who watch their robes in the blood of Christ by believing and trusting in him and the righteousness who do his commandments. So they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter by the gates into the city. Outside are the dogs, the godless, the impure, those of low moral character, and the sorcerer, and the intoxicating drugs, and magic arts, and the immoral person, the perverted, the molester, the adulterer, the murderers, the idolatry, 
everyone who loves and practices lying and deception and cheating. I leave those scriptures with you, for I know that everyone on this phone call and everyone that is listening, that you have declared that your hope is in God's redemption. Your hope is in God's redemption plan with Jesus. Your hope is in Jesus himself. Your hope is in the increase in the perfection of our hope that brings God-given prosperity and blessings to us in more than financial ways, but in those ways that will allow others to know that we build up the people of God. We pray for the people of God. We encourage the people of God. The news that we spread is the good news, not gossip, but the news that we spread is that which God has given to us. And we pray for everyone under the sound of my voice on today and in the future. We pray that we will spread the good news of Jesus Christ and that we will do it willingly in Jesus' name. I turn it over to you, Minister Carvon, for you to have the last words um, as far as ministry. I know we're over time. And for you to open up the line so that if anyone wants to share, that they can share. So I give you the platform. You have the last words for the ministry on today. Okay. I want to thank you for Minister Cecilia Wright for the message that she's portrayed to us today. And I want to let the viewers know that if you are having problems in life, any type of problems, you can always call on God. God can always help you. There is nothing that he cannot help you with. He could give you passageways to something that you want to know, or he can tell you through life. He can tell you through simple things that you're doing, what's right and what's wrong. God is always here for you, and he will always be here to help. And I ask that Everyone pray every day because if you don't pray, you won't know that God woke you up this morning. You won't know the many things that he set out for you through the day. What I've been doing is I've been asking God when I wake up in the morning after I pray, what is my message? What do you want me to do today? What are the pathways that you are leading me to to keep me in a better mindset throughout the day? And I want to open up the line to anyone that would like to speak. Is there anyone? Okay. With that, I would like to close out with prayer. Hold on one minute before you close out with prayer. Um, just want to make some quick announcements. We know we'll be back here on next um, Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And that tomorrow night is the first Monday of December, and that is not only uh, the night for iron sharpening iron. That will be Dr. Serena Wright, 
and that's at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then on Friday, we'll be back with Minister Sylvia or Prophet Antoine, depending on who's um, going to be the ministry gift for God on that night at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And don't forget our foundational scripture is Matthew 6 to 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. I turn it back over to you, Minister Carlon. Okay, with that, I would like to close out with prayer. First of all, I want to thank all the ministers on the line for the messages that you portrayed to us today and the advice that you've given other people that they might need to know. And with that, God, I ask that you can watch over us throughout the day. I ask that you could keep the people that are dying, keep them in your prayers. Ask the families to call on God because there are so many things that people go through that they think about and that they phase on doing that's not always right because God wants you to lead in the right path and God don't want you to do any danger and God wants you to let him take care of everything. Um, I ask that you could watch over the people that are in the hospital because there are a lot of mental patients and there are people that are dying from diseases. I ask that you can watch over them, keep them safe, and bless them one day, Lord God. Just bless them. Give them a day where they can appreciate themselves for being here, for being in your presence. Lord, I ask that you can watch over our families, watch over our friends, and watch over people that don't care about us, people that don't like us. They're always still the ones that we can pray for because they might not like you off of something that they think. I ask that you can forgive us for our sin and help us repent, Lord God, and keep us safe. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Bye-bye.